Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. I will be preaching in English. The theme of this multi-ethnic symposium is the communities of hope. I believe the word hope is a key word to link the episode reading and gospel reading together. You know, it reminds me a couple of examples I came across through the years of my pastoral ministry. In the 90s, when I was serving at a church in Springfield, Missouri, one day I received a call. A Malaysian international student called me and told me one of our congregation members is also an international student from Malaysia. He died. He died in a car accident. And along with him, three other international students from Taiwan also died because their small car was struck by a big truck on the road. They all died in the incident. You know, as I received the call, my wife and I cried. It's a big shock to us. I never come across the kind of big tragedy in my ministry. The next day, the next day, a long-time congregation member approached me and asked, Pastor, how do we tell the congregation? I asked him, what do you mean? He honestly told me, we always tell the people we have a good news, but how do we deliver such a bad news? A Christian died. He died misfortunately. I replied, Brother, I have no answer for this. Can you pray for me? Later, I found out the brother who, who died in the accident. His dad is also a pastor in Malaysia. The family was incredibly heartbroken, as our church was, because we had lost a brother. We call him Brother Lau. Brother Lau was a good brother and a great musician at our church, major in music, very talented guide. The question in my mind, how can we tell the community, a community new to Christ, the bad news when they expect a gospel from us? You know, two days before the funeral, as we were planning for the service program, Brother Lau's father suggested, let me share the message. I said, what? He repeated firmly again. I want to share the message in the funeral service. And I answered, are you okay with that? He replied, this is a sad event, but this is a good opportunity to share the good news to the people. I consented. As he shared, I observed many people were in tears, especially many people from mainland China. And after the funeral service, some of these friends joined our Bible study group 
and later they joined the adult information class and then were baptized at our church. Later, I asked them, what changed you from being an atheist to a Christian? The answer, the answer, they have seen hope from among us. They believe that this is a community of hope. You know, last year, my coworker, some of you know him, Pastor Christopher Ng, was in a severe car accident. He faced a life and death situation at the hospital. Thank you so much for your, all your prayer. There was a severe loss of blood and one half of his left leg was amputated. The family was shocked. Our whole church was in dismay. So we joined together to pray, to cry, to support each other. We sought for the guidance of God and asked him to strengthen our brothers in Christ and his family. God has done his work miraculously. The process of recovery was great. Now, again, the whole church has learned a lesson in faith. We learned we are the community of hope. I believe you will have a lot of similar stories. These examples I experienced in my ministry reminds me the promise of hope in the faith. It is a true expression in the faith. But let me tell you, it is not about who we are. It is, in fact, who he is. Verse 21st in the Gospel reading said, In his name, the nations will put their hope. Jesus Christ, our Lord, is his name. The Lord heals. He cares. He is humble. He softened himself in order to tell us he loves us. He liberates, he saves, he also brings final victory and justice to the universe. It is he who accomplished such a great thing. When we ask, what does it mean when we read? A bruised reed, he will not break. A smoldering wick, he will not crunch. How can we summarize all his action in a simple way? The word compassion, I think, is a good summary, good to summarize its meaning. Behind his action, our Lord is full of compassion. We have hope because he has compassion to us. I remember in Matthew chapter 9, it is said, he went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The Greek word compassion Compassion is the strongest word to describe the inner feelings of sympathy and pity. Scholar Lenski 
defines the word compassion like this. Compassion indicates not only a pain of feeling, pain feeling at the sight of suffering, but also a strong desire to relieve and to remove the suffering. Let me apply the meaning of the word to our daily lives. When you see someone who suffers, I believe your initial reaction may be you shake your head and you feel sorry to him. Great. This is the beginning level of compassion. But let me tell you the second level, you may give that person something to relieve his suffering temporarily. For example, you will give him $10 and say, go and buy something to eat. You know, it looks like the refugee policy or disaster resolution. You gave him something and then you leave him. Let me tell you, this is the second level of compassion. However, the highest level of compassion is to try your best to change his situation and help him solve his problem forever and ever. You are even willing to give your life in place of his. Compassion. We need compassion. Jeremiah the prophet showed his compassion to his people, and he said, Oh, that my head were a spring of water, and my eyes a fountain of tears. I will weep day and night for the slain of my people. You know, this crying prophet lamented because his people were suffering because of their sins. Another person, St. Paul, St. Paul also had a deep compassion for his people. That's why he said, I speak the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience confirms in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself was cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers of those of my own race, the people of Israel. St. Paul was concerned about his people and hoped that the gospel might be spread to each of them. We can see that all these servants of God had a heavy compassion for their own people, but they would never be able to take their burden. You cannot do that. I cannot do that either. Only our Lord Jesus Christ, he can do that. Jesus' compassion has brought a fruitful result. He replaced himself with the sinful world. Jesus Christ, because of his compassion for his people, was willing to walk the path of Calvary. He died for the ungodly. He died for you and me. His death showed the great love of God. His saving work fulfilled the mission assigned by God. That's why we call Jesus Christ hope of all. Hallelujah. Now, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, 
You know, by His grace, we now form the community of hope. Am I right? Paul, in the episode reading, reminds us the community shares one faith, one Lord, one body, one baptism, one true God. We are one. Because of the doctrinal agreement, we walk together. You understand me, and I understand you. We speak the same language of faith, even though we have different dialects. Community seeks for a pronoun we rather than I or you. I know today people are making mistakes to say that the church is a building. So that's why we use community. The word is a good word to help refocus on a group of people. More correctly, it's a multicultural family of Christ. We are one in this community. In this community, I assume that we allow we allowed multi-ethnic diversity. We accept each other. And somehow we tolerate one another too. To understand the diversity is the beginning of unity. But I tell you, understanding is not enough. We are living in the two horizons. You have yours, and I have mine. But two horizons can come up to an end of an extreme. That means you have yours, and I have mine. In this pluralistic society, that is the same way. You do your own way; I do mine. Two horizons in our understanding is not enough. So we need to further going to find a better way to put us together. Otherwise, we will be mutually exclusive. So let me suggest you a better solution. We call Think Orange, which is from a book. They call think orange. What does it mean? Red color mixed with the yellow color to form a red one. I think in the community of hope, by the grace of God, we learn to think orange. It's not just we understand you; you understand me. We want to come together to form a beautiful color, orange color. This is a hope. In God's community, Saint Paul further tells us the goal this community should go. He said we share the same calling to bring hope to the earth. So that's why the next section of the same chapter, I mean, the chapter four, verse eleven to four to sixteen, is about the mission of the church, in which people exercise their gifts. To build up one another and multiply the kingdom of God, to use Paul's description, it is to build up the body of Christ. You know the quotation in verse eight is a turning point from being to doing, from who we are to what we do. Actually, this morning we keep talking about being, doing, being, doing. We are Lutheran. So we know the duality. Both are important. Verse eight, which is said, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives. 
he gave gifts to men. It's beautiful scripture. Our goal is not just to wait until he brings us to heaven. In fact, the Lord brought the heavenly blessings and all the spiritual gifts down to us. His truth and actions are always down to earth. His great commission is always and also heading to the end of the earth. Think about that. In this community of hope, all multi-ethnic groups are included. Multi-ethnic groups are not just something to be served. They are also a team and a partner to serve a broader circle. If we all shared the same goal because of his calling, we should have a new look of our mission. I remember in 1992, in the Synodical Convention, we declared that the United States is a well-mission field. You know, there are a lot of reasons for this resolution. An increasing number of non-white believers living in this country large numbers of new immigrants entering the United States. They come as international students, professional workers, refugees, or those who hope to be reunited with their families. The United States is truly multicultural, multi-ethnic, multilingual now. Every day we come in contact with different cultural and ethnic people. The Synodical Resolution has been going on since 1992. So we provide food, give shelter, clothes for those groups we care and loved. We showed those groups mercy, which is the mercy of God. But the question is, have we achieved the goal? I think we can do more. I think we need to, to move step, a step further to include the multi-ethnic groups as partners to serve in the community of hope, to work together both in home mission and the foreign mission levels. The people, they are relational. They most likely, they are bilingual. They are bicultural. They definitely have understanding of the needs of the culture and their neighborhood ones close to them. But most of all, they have burden and compassion to their own people, like Prophet Jeremiah and Apostle Paul did. Since 1992, 20-some years has, have passed. Today, the second generation from these multi-ethnic groups have grown up. They bring new energy in the community of hope. Praise the Lord. So where should we go now? We need a direction. You know, the Christmas just passed. Easter is upcoming in March. We are in the middle of two celebrations. But in our life, in a journey of faith, we are in already, but not yet, situation. But we are not in a crossroad. God has given us a direction to go. 
We are the one to proclaim the good news of victory in Christ. We are the people to witness the real hope in Him. Search the Bible, find a lot of hope written in the text. Before we go, let me recall two to you. First Corinthians 15, 55 said, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, again, he said, Who shall separate us from the love of God? The answer is nothing. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, including tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, wickedness, danger, sword. The scripture said, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are the community of hope. Whenever there is misery, there is our mission to send the hope. So by the grace of God, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we are the community of hope. This is our faith. This is our experience. This is our passion to tell the world. May the Lord of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you or we may abound in hope. Amen.